Welcome to the Success Sensei Podcast for anyone interested in success, happiness, and balance. We'll teach you how to be a black belt at life. And now, your host, former professional fighter, multiple world champion, entrepreneur, and investor, Robert Devan. This is Roundhouse Rob, the success sensei, helping you to win at life one kick and punch at a time. Today I'm talking about 10 success lessons from my doorman years. And this is episode 207. Welcome to the main event. It's the success sensei podcast main event. 10 success lessons from my doorman years. I could have listed a hell of a lot more than 10. These are just the 10 that I suppose I thought about straight away when I thought about doing this episode. And some of them are probably broken down into a couple of subsections. So there could actually be more than 10. But I'm sure that they can benefit you. If if you listen to them and you take the lessons from them, I'm sure that you'll be able to relate as well. Um, and you don't have to make your own mistakes. To, it's handier if you learn from other people's mistakes. So some of them are positive. Some are some of them are negative. Um, doorman, by the way, I know that term, maybe it's outdated, door personnel, security advisor, maybe maybe it's totally changed. Doorman is a sexist term because it's implying that there's just men working the door and there certainly wasn't in my day. There was plenty of women and, and very good at the job as well, I might add. Which brings us on to the next bit. Some door personnel are good, some are bad. I think a lot get a bad reputation. Deservedly or not, you know, the jury's out on that one. But I worked as a door supervisor for 16 years approximately and I worked in city centre worked in various locations various busy clubs I also broke the unwritten rule of working by myself a lone door person in a lo- in a location in a suburb location which wasn't great because when people were refused they had nowhere else to go so they were invariably more interested in staying and fighting you on the point um, so that's a rule of never work by yourself self the door but I mean I think I broke that rule for about I don't know six years or something like that um so I have a lot of experience as a door person I suppose the biggest difference for me was I'd never any interest in getting involved in it I didn't want to do it 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 didn't interest me to do it why did I why did I start it well basically it was a handy part-time job to give me some extra money to be able to go abroad to compete in martial arts which is all that I wanted to do and having not a strong leaving cert, um, a lot, not not a strong academic uh, qualifications behind me at the time, it was very easy to do it as part time work, and I suppose the money was good back then as well. Um, so these are what I've learned. I've learned a lot of lessons, but here here's ones that maybe you can use. Okay, let's 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 just get straight into it because I'm dying to get stuck into it. Right, number one. Work isn't really work and certainly doesn't appear to be like work, doesn't feel like work when you're working with your friends. The time passes so much quicker. So in any environment, these aren't all true for just, you know, nightclubs and and pubs and, and, and places like that. If you're working with people that you admire, you respect and you like being around it won't be like work. It will be a hell of a lot more fun. Oh, it'll be serious as well, but it'll be a hell of a lot more fun. So 
to you. What does that mean to you? It means get your dream team around you. It means if you have your own business, if you're doing your own investments, if you're, I suppose, if you're a customer, try to deal with people that you like, people that you enjoy spending time with because you're going to be spending time with a lot of people and a lot of professionals in your life going forward, whether solicitors, accountants, um advisors and mentors and teachers try to get ones that you like because it's going to make everything easier for you and for them so working with friends it doesn't seem like work uh, number two a little bit of a negative one now here we go so the opposite is that of that is you cannot trust everyone to have your back you didn't always know who was going to back you up if a physical altercation took place in the nightclub you didn't always know and it wasn't necessarily the ones that would look like they'd have your back or would certainly walk, talk the talk and not walk the walk. The ones that would, would be constantly talking about their bravery and bravado in, in fights and then when a fighting, when something actually occurred and you need their help, they weren't around or they certainly didn't operate to the extent that you hoped and thought they were going to based on the information that they've been falsely spewing. Um, so you cannot trust everyone to have your back and it can be hard to figure out, which brings us on to number three. The art of reading people is a very useful skill in all aspects of life. So when you're standing on a nightclub door and you have to analyse people and the potential threat that they could have to your other customers or to the establishment in, in, in general, you get very, very used to to uh, to reading people. Hang on, I'll put, the, I'll put that on mute. So... It's a it, it's a good skill to develop. You develop it pretty quick as well when people are, are you know, confronting you aggressively and, and just watching people in general. It is a job based on people watching. So I know a lot of people like people watching as a, as a hobby. Um, and I, I think it's an absolutely super skill to have in all aspects of life because you really tune into your gut instinct. Right. Number four. Working in an industry is not the same as enjoying being a customer. What the hell do I mean by that? I mean, basically, I mean something I've touched on before. Many people decide to set up a business because they enjoy the subject matter. And running a business is totally different to enjoying the thing that you've created a business out of. And it's not the same. So you might love nightclubs. But standing on the door of a nightclub are, are being inside, you know, waiting for physical altercations to happen or waiting to, you know, stop people injuring themselves with glasses or, you know, um, looking out for, for op- open drug taking is not the same as enjoying being being a customer in a nightclub so that's across the board with all businesses beware of setting up a business just because it's something that you love it it won't cross over it's not the same thing so working in an industry is not the same as and enjoying being a, a participant or a customer in that industry number five be confident even when you're not so obviously you can you can think about that one being a doorman if you're underconfident in certain situations, it's going to go against you. But people like people who are confident. They're attracted to people who are confident, who are positive, who are happy, who are, are self-assured. Not arrogant, not cocky, not crossing over. But if you had a business proposal or if you were looking for lending or funding 
and you weren't confident or you weren't positive or you weren't a happy, upbeat person who was, you know, self-assured and could deliver what they're saying they, they're going to deliver, your statistics of actually getting that person on board is a hell of a lot more slim. So be confident even when you're not. It's all right if you're nervous on the inside, but project positivity and confidence. Number six, if people believe you to be fair, then they'll accept you being firm. So when it's time to make a decision, when it's time to, I suppose, reprimand or correct an error or point out, oh, listen to that rain. Can you hear that rain? Anyway, we keep going. The rain's not going to stop us. When when it's it's important to, I suppose, exp- or, I, just talk about our, our approach, a negative subject with somebody i.e. you're not going into the, into the nightclub, you're too drunk, or, you know, stop spilling your drink on the, on the, on the nightclub floor, or anything like that, and any area of life, if you're known for being fair, people will accept you being firm. You've heard the expression before, firm but fair. If you state your case up front, very clear, very logical, it's not ego-based, people will accept it a hell of a lot easier. So number seven, my Irish compadres probably won't be happy with this one, but it must be said, and it's a, a definite one, and that is drinking excessively is a waste. You can't possibly work in the environment of a pub or a nightclub and not experience negative aspects to drinking. Now notice I said excessive. Now I'm an I'm not much of a drinker anyway, so possibly I could be biased, but I did stick in that word excessively. I'm sure if you're able to handle occasional drinking, that's fine. But in nightclub environments and pub environments, excessive drinking to the point of getting sick or making bad decisions or, you know, being really hungover or depressed and and realising the amount of money that it has cost you to get to that point um, is excessive. And if you want to be successful and you're regularly excessively drinking, do you think it's going to be a hindrance or not? Sure, of course it's going to be. So that's number seven. Number eight, being able to handle verbal confrontation. That's a very valuable skill, especially, you know, staying calm and being still able to deliver your point effectively without your emotions completely taking over and bubbling up. It's a, it's easier said than done working in that kind of an environment helps you to be able to deal with verbal confrontation because it happens nearly every single night and so you have to be able to breathe to be calm within your mind and to be able to deliver your point and be able to react effectively Um, and if you're highly charged um, you can't react effectively because already reaction is slower than than someone can perform an action so you need to have a calm mind and a cool head to be able to not reduce the speed of your reaction to be able to reaction in the fastest speed possible and when I say reaction obviously as a martial artist I'm talking about being able to physically defend yourself but I'm talking about verbally reacting to someone else's verbal action so it doesn't just necessarily have to be a you know physical thing Uh, which brings us on to number nine and that is fighting is always the very last option 
So when you're working in in a security environment, you've failed if you've gotten to a fight. Um, are, are certainly the processes have failed. It's what you want to avoid. It's great being able to handle yourself. It's great being able to fight. It's great in having the confidence in your physical ability. But you should be doing your utmost for yourself and for the sake of your opponent not to get to a physical situation. If that happens and, the, and it was completely unavoidable, well, was it completely unavoidable? That's a question that you ask yourself afterwards. But if it was completely unavoidable and and you can be guilt-free about the scenario, it's nice to be able to defend yourself. But it brings us on to number 10 because that number 9 kind of rolls into number 10. And it's the ability of keeping your ego in check because winning or losing isn't clear-cut. Generally, number 1, it's about surviving. And then generally number two, it's about minimizing injury to yourself. And then number three, it's about minimizing injury to your opponent. So overall, the best way to achieve all three of those is not to have gotten into a physical altercation. So being able to keep your ego in check, not rising, not not giving in to name calling, not letting that affect you, not not giving in to someone calling you out, because that can happen a lot um, when you're in when you're in a security environment. Um and violence, this is another thing, violence isn't enjoyable. Competing can be enjoyable, um, competitive fighting, professional fighting can be enjoyable, but violence isn't enjoyable. Having to do things that you don't want to do, um, as I said, suffering from guilt, if you're not completely guilt-free that you could have avoided the scenario, witnessing certain things, the, the, the constant circle of violence, and what I mean by that is, it doesn't necessarily end at that physical altercation. It can keep going around and around. It can involve your loved ones. It can involve other people. It can be a constant recurrence. You know, you're always, when you're on the door, you've always got a mild level of adrenaline running running through your body. You, you've always got slight nerves because you don't know what's going to happen. So keeping your ego in check is, is number 10. Do you want me to go through them again? Will I go through them real quick? Okay, number one was working with people who are friends, you know, makes it not like work, I suppose. Number two, you cannot trust everybody to have your back. Number three, the art of reading people is very useful in all aspects of life. Number four, working in an industry is not the same as enjoying being a customer of that industry. Number five, being confident even when you're not. Number six, if people believe you to be fair, then they'll accept you being firm. Number seven, drinking excessively is a waste. Number eight, being able, having the skill to be able to uh, handle verbal confrontation. Number nine, fighting is not um, always the first option. It should always be the very last option. And number 10, keeping, being able to have the ability and being able to keep your ego in check. So that's the 10, thing I've lear- 10 things I've learned from being a doorman. I know I said at the start, a doorman could be a, a sexist term in general, but me being a man and I worked on the door, I personally was a doorman for years. Um, I hope that you can benefit from any of that information or just trigger a thought. You know what I'm always saying? If I just trigger a thought in your mind, a positive thought, 
or help you get a little bit of momentum. I nearly invented a new word, momentum and motivation combined. Um, it was a bit of a Frankenstein of a word, but if I can give you a bit of momentum and I can give you a bit of motivation and you can learn from any of those or you can attribute them or, or make a comparison to the lessons that you've learned in your in life and in your experience then then I'm happy you don't have to actually stand on the door for 16 years to have learned some of those lessons that that hopefully hopefully I've conveyed in a, in a manner that makes them easy enough to understand hit me up anytime message me on the successsensei.com thank you for listening I'm Roundhouse Rob the success sensei life is a fight you can enjoy and win Bowing out. This has been the Success Sensei. Fighting the winning fight. So add us, subscribe, like, and comment. Keep those hands up and keep moving forward.